He was the great reformer. He was a theologian. He was a songwriter, a beer drinker, a joke teller, and a Bible translator. He was the last of the great medieval scholars in the fountain of most all theology since then. And that's just scratching the surface. Let's learn more about Martin Luther on this episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Hey there, you are listening to Season 1 of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would like to make a Season 2, but I'm not sure. I'm going to pay attention to three things to decide if there's going to be another season. Downloads, feedback, and money. You can encourage Season 2 quicker if you'll do these two things. First, rate and review the podcast on your podcast player. It helps people find the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. And then number two, send me an email with encouragement, corrections, suggestions for a new topic, or whatever. All right, let's get to today's episode. Martin Luther was a German theologian, a religious reformer, and he stands as a towering figure in history. He had a profound impact on the religious, cultural, and political landscape of Europe during the 16th century, and that impact continues to shape the entire world to this very day. He was born on November 10th, 1483, in Eiselben, a small town in Saxony. His life journey unfolded amidst a period of intense religious fervor, societal transformation, and intellectual ferment, eventually leading him to challenge the long-standing doctrines and practices of the Roman Catholic Church and paving the way for the establishment of Protestantism as a distinct Christian tradition. Luther's formative years were deeply influenced by his father's aspirations for him to pursue a successful legal career. However, during a violent thunderstorm, a young Luther, paralyzed by fear and trembling, feared for his life and made a desperate plea to St. Anne, the patron saint of minors, promising to dedicate his life to the church if he survived. Survive he did, and true to his word, Luther abandoned his legal studies and entered religious life as a monk in the Augustinian order, seeking spiritual solace and striving for personal salvation. In the monastery, his superiors quickly realized his potential and steered him toward the priesthood. His preparation was marked by an overwhelming sense of terror that he was inadequate and that God did not love him. As he was taught, he took full advantage of all the means of grace, the sacraments. He would commonly spend many hours each day confessing his sins to another priest, terrified that he might forget to confess some sin and thereby be rejected by God. His confessor, who was also his superior, became exasperated with Luther. And in an attempt to help him, Luther was ordered to teach the Bible in the University of Wittenberg. Although he had memorized the Psalter as a good monk, and other portions of Scripture too, as he studied and taught the Bible, he began to see it in a new light. In 1515, as he was studying Romans 1, his world, and ours as well, was rocked completely. As he began to understand Romans chapter 1, verse 17, the righteousness of God is revealed to us, the just shall live by faith. This verse brought together the gospel with the justice of God. That is, the righteousness of saints is 
given to them by God. It is not their own. It comes by faith. Now, that was a novel thought to him, and it changed him completely. For a few years, he taught this position as a part of his classes and was totally unaware of the implications that it would have to anyone other than himself. This insight led Luther to question the prevailing doctrines and practices of the Catholic Church, and particularly the sale of indulgences. At that time, if you wanted to show your sincerity of repentance, which would lead to forgiveness of sins, you could give money to the church. It's a very short step, then, to paying money to be forgiven. And you could do whatever sin you wanted if you had the money to pay the church and then, therefore, be forgiven. Now, let me be clear, this is no longer practiced in the Roman Catholic Church, but it was then. And Luther began to see the real problem here. In 1517, Luther's growing dissatisfaction and concerns culminated in his bold act of defiance, the writing of the 95 Theses. These theses, which were initially intended as a call for academic debate within the church, vigorously challenged the sale of indulgences and questioned the theological underpinnings that supported them. With the advent of the printing press, Luther's theses spread like wildfire throughout Europe, reaching far beyond the narrow confines of academia and igniting a firestorm of controversy. Several important officials sent the theses to Pope Leo and asked him to intervene. Leo declined, insisting that local authorities and the Augustinian order should get him under control. However, as time went on and Luther's writings convinced more and more people, he was summoned to appear before a court of the Roman Empire to answer for his writings. At his trial in 1521, Luther was asked to examine a stack of books, and he confirmed that he had indeed written all of these books. When asked if he wanted to recant his positions, he was afraid. He was not afraid of the court, but afraid of God. He realized he was going against the entire Roman Church and the Holy Roman Empire, which God had ordained, and he did not take that lightly. So he asked for a day to think about it. The next day, Luther spoke eloquently about the various parts of his writings and admitted that he may have spoken too harshly about some of his opponents, but that he still believed the truth of everything in his writings and he would not recant unless someone could convince him otherwise by Scripture. The Holy Roman Emperor at the time was Charles V, and he was not impressed, and asked Luther point-blank, Do you recant or not? At this point, Luther abandoned the Latin language, uh, the language of traditional theological debate at the time, and began to speak in his mother tongue of German. And he said, My conscience is a prisoner of God's word. I cannot and will not recant, for to disobey one's conscience is neither just nor safe. God help me. Amen. And at this, he immediately left the hall, returning to his quarters. He was subsequently excommunicated from the church. Luther's friends helped him to hide in a Wartburg castle, aided by the German aristocracy. And for the rest of his, his life, he was a fugitive. The impact of Luther's actions here was nothing short of revolutionary. What began as a theological dispute soon evolved into a profound religious, social, and political movement. Luther's teaching struck a powerful chord with countless individuals who were disillusioned with the Catholic Church's practices and yearned for more direct and personal relationship with God. His insistence on justification by faith alone 
as opposed to the prevailing emphasis on good works, resonated deeply with those seeking a path to salvation untethered from the burdens of human effort. Luther's translation of the Bible into German, the language of the common people, further democratized access to religious texts and fostered a broader understanding of Scripture. He emphasized music and congregational hymns, which had been completely lost until that time. The basic view on music was, you're not good enough to sing to God, so leave it to the professionals. But Luther wrote a ton of music and instructed all people to sing to God. You might know his songs, A Mighty Fortress and Away in a Manger. The Protestant Reformation ignited by Luther's courageous actions shattered the religious unity of Europe and set in motion a cascade of profound changes. Lutheranism, the religious tradition that emerged from Luther's teachings, was just the beginning. The Reformation spawned numerous reform movements such as Calvinism, Anglicanism, and Anabaptism, which all challenged the Roman Catholic Church's long-standing authority and brought about the fracturing of Christendom. These new denominations, collectively known as Protestantism, championed the principles of individual conscience, direct access to God, the priesthood of all believers, and the importance of Scripture in shaping one's faith. Luther's influence extends far beyond the religious realm as well. His writings and ideas played a pivotal role in the development of key concepts that defined the modern world. The emphasis he placed on individual interpretation of Scripture and the rejection of religious authority beyond the Bible laid the groundwork for the rise of individualism, religious freedom, and the separation of church and state. Luther's revolutionary ideas engendered a spirit of inquiry and critical thinking, fueling scientific advancements, intellectual exploration, and the Enlightenment. However, it is important to acknowledge that Luther, like any historical figure, was not without his flaws. In later years especially, he expressed anti-Semitic views that mar his legacy and serve as a sobering reminder of the complexity of all human beings. Nonetheless, Martin Luther kicked off the Protestant Reformation, and his critiques of the Roman Church caused major reform in that church too. He's one of the most influential Europeans in history so far. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of Martin Luther to the church, to bring us back to the gospel, to give the Bible back to the people, and to give us courage in the face of corrupt authorities. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would love to make season two, but I need to make sure that it is worthwhile. So I'm paying attention to three things, downloads, feedback, and money. It costs money to publish a podcast and not a small amount of work. Now, if you'll give me just $5 once, I'll give you your own private podcast link that will have all the episodes from season one without any advertising, plus 10 extra bonus episodes. At various levels, you'll also get a lot of other cool stuff. Now, I'm not looking for a subscription, just a one-time purchase that will help me to know that this podcast has been helpful and that you would like me to make another season. Look for the show notes of this episode to find the link to give money. Podcasts are getting gobbled up by big corporations and conglomerates. Independent podcasters like me need your support. Thanks so much.